people like people like games. What's up, what's up, and welcome back to episode 33 of People Like Games. If you don't know by now, we actually were supposed to release an episode on a Wednesday, which we actually recorded on Tuesday, but (laughs) lo and behold... I fucked it up. Someone fucked up. And it wasn't me, in case you're wondering. Yeah. If you don't know, so, you it's know, an amateur podcast. It was, That's uh, what we're doing. It was, uh, it was a tough one. It, it, it was definitely a tough one. Dude, this uh, is episode uh, 33, version 2. I'm just gonna That's play, fine. We're, we're play doing em. version 2. We got version 1 off, you know, off our backs. We came back. Essentially, we got back into the groove from our week off. I know you guys have been missing us. Yeah, clearly. I know. I know. Last uh, one you heard was the Lilo special, and then you're coming back to this this bullshit. Exactly. On, let a, us, uh, on a Friday. On a Friday, which, I, you know, let us know what you think about recording on Fridays or releasing episodes, rather, for Fridays, because I think it's not... I don't think it's a terrible day, but anyway... Uh, when do you listen to podcasts? We're, we're trying to transition to once a week or at least give it a, a couple a couple weeks. Well, we're going to see how this season goes with just one episode a week, but we're wondering whether or not you like two a week, one a week. Try to hit us up. Um, obviously, you know where you can hit us up, right? Solo? On Twitter, at People Like Games. And you can also find us over on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, which hit us up, people, on Anchor, because that's a sort of active community. So hit us up, guys. Uh, that's where we did get hit and up. other people. And that's where we did that uh, shout-out. For real. You get a shout-out on our show, baby. Exactly. Quiet Sky style. But yeah. uh, regardless, subscribe, leave some love. And without much further ado... Shall we get into a little bit of Quicksope? Quicksope! Let's do it. Um, so let's give you a quick uh, rundown. Solo nexted next. That was his joke that we went through on Tuesday. I thought it was kind of clever. Yeah, but we nexted next. I We're practice. going in Quicksope. We obviously are going to do uh, a little bit of rumor mill, which I tend to like. I think it's nice to just discuss what might be coming around in the future. We got our game spotlight, of course, and then the final lap, which will be covering nintendo labo so if you want to uh skip to that just jump to the end right now but yeah seriously <laughs> with uh quick scope coming up i'm gonna start it off with some xbox one updates that have just come to your console really this is nothing new but it is pretty cool the new some of the new features that came out are applicable to you hardcore console gamers so for instance uh one of the features is 120 hertz for gaming monitors Xbox One now allows you to implement a 60 hertz limit or 120 hertz limit. Rather, 60 hertz was the default. Now you get 120 as well. Anyone who has the FreeSync that we talked about several weeks ago, as well as a 120 hertz monitor or TV, if you got a 4K TV that you're playing on, you're set. Next, they allow grouping of items in your Xbox One uh, home, I guess you'd say. Right now, the grouping is in alpha, 
and which is hard to explain your... because the xbox ui sucks yeah the xbox ui sucks but essentially they allowed you to group your pins together if you know what xbox ui looks like your home base you got a whole bunch of pins and tabs you can group them together and be like oh this is my first person shooter games these are my role-playing games this is my gaming apps these are my listening apps whatever i don't really care but Grouping is an alpha. That's pretty cool. For those guys that love to snap things and send it online to Twitter, they allow you to trim your in-game clips directly in the guide instead of having to go to a third-party app, so that's pretty legit. There's improved family settings so that you can blacklist, whitelist things, um, give you more options essentially for family members to try to control their kids because gaming is addictive, as we know. Solo and I definitely can agree with that. Uh, there's for real, though. improved accessories app and if you i know you can't see me but i'm quoting the air because i don't know what the hell that means really what it is is they're literally changing the ui again it seems like every time you go on your fucking console they're switching up what's going on but hey they're gonna change the design in case you want to know what it looks like I'm, check it out I, I, and <laughs> as long as it's better than what's currently there i can't be too it, it, opposed. it is pretty shit it is pretty shit but um i don't know you just got a ps4 how do you feel about that one uh not to change subjects but it's pretty simple uh i am playing god of war and so we're going to get a god of war review up here pretty soon i'm just not i'm just not <laughs> don't hold your breath no no, no. <laughs> i'm just not far enough in the game yet to give like an accurate review of it but fair enough all right you know cool i have uh, i get around it's awesome simpler more intuitive yeah it's awesome the best but that's all i got for xbox one update um solo what you got what you got for us going on to a little bit of financial news uh, Discord, if you happen to be familiar with the company, raises another $50 million. And the reason that is uh, of relative interest is that it's now valued uh, as a company at $1.65 billion, which makes it part of the Unicorn Startup Club, which is uh, sort of a couple handful of multi-billion dollar uh, valued companies, Uber, uh, if you make the Spotify. billion club, it's a lot of commas. Exactly. That's pretty much yeah. it. It, it. A lot of commas. Yeah, you know, it, it twitches up. Twitch, I think Twitch and Twitch sound really a startup. But anyway, uh, it makes sense that it's getting that sort of valuation. We actually had covered it on the show a couple of weeks back when we discussed the differences between uh, the Discord and Twitch as platforms and the way that, you know, Discord had partnered and figured out a way to work B2B with the esports teams and organizations to create sort of team oriented community boards with, you know, the company partnering with Cloud9, Team Liquid, and a few of the Overwatch teams. So uh, on top of that, they doubled the amount of users they had to 90 million. So all in all, uh, it really feels like moves, man. they're just going to keep expanding because it is a far more seamless uh, chat mechanism online. Um, what do you think? Do you think there's a difference in quality between Twitch or Discord chat? I, I, I know that most of my friends are on Discord right now, except for us, the, the few yeah. that stay on Twitch. And the only reason why I, as a fan, like Twitch better more at the moment is better more. That's not really a thing, but <laughs> I like it more at the it moment is now. Is because... 
I stream. I, I don't stream. Sorry. I watch streamers and it's just easy to watch streamers, but also talk to somebody at the same time while doing it. You know what I mean? I could do both at once and I could be talking to solo, but also watching my favorite guy. And I don't know. Discord obviously is more of a chat community chat service and you can do a whole, whole bunch of cool things. They paired it up with Spotify. You can listen to music as a group, which I think is actually a fucking brilliant idea and playing mm-hmm. Rocket League with my buddies and being able to listen to the same playlist is smart. Discord's doing the right things. They're definitely the better chat-based, technology-based service, whereas Twitch is more streaming content, uh, esports-related type stuff. Discord is more like tailoring to the players and the esports teams. Twitch is like watching the esports. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, very much agreed. Uh, One's content uh, Speaking of smart moves, though. Say that again? What'd you say? I said just one's content-oriented. And that's right, so right, right. Yeah, that's a better way of saying it. Um, the smart moves that they're making also goes on to our next article where they actually just reached a partnership with Microsoft and Xbox. So it kind of relates to all the articles we just talked about. Pretty interesting because Xbox is doing this really smart thing where they're allowing third-party chat services and third-party communication services. So for all those guys that are on your Xbox and you don't have a dis- discord on your phone and you just want to talk to your buddies but like have no way of doing it because you're playing xbox and they're playing playstation but you still want to like you know chat it up now through the use of third-party apps aka discord on xbox you can communicate with all your friends through discord and it's actually pretty legit and i think that's a very very smart move by them it just it's a smart move by discord and a very smart move by xbox to give essentially the community what they want they want more freedom to choose their options they don't want to be limited to xbox one voice which is the Awful. shitty partner yeah, service like, exactly. like and it just drops and it's just not fun i mean i think it's a cool idea i don't know given the think? given the cross platform like sort of embrace right, that right, xbox right. one has had lately and it makes total sense we i tried playing as i told you the other day with my cousin and he was on an Xbox, I was on PC, and it was borderline impossible to figure it out and mm-hmm. to have a more intuitive system for that on top of a voice chat. Makes sense. Discord's smart. Discord keeps making the right moves, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on them. I'm sure Tencent will swoop in and buy them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably, more though. Money. Tencent's going to be invested money into Twitch already, and he's now going to invest money in Discord. Yeah. I, I mean... When it comes to ten cent, they're gonna own everything. Coin, 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 coin. But anyway, Black Ops Four, if you've heard, um, it's going to be coming out. It's the next Call of Duty. However, there has been a little bit of a, let's say, public outcry over the rumor that the I guess we should have put this in the rumor mail technically but given I'm already talking about it I'm just going to get through it they are supposedly not going to have a single player campaign and are instead going to just do a uh, battle royale and multiplayer uh, only game and as much as a lot of people Lilo included are fans of the first you know, of, of the single-player campaigns. Single-player, man. Teach you how to play. I do get it, it, but, I, I mean, it, it 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 allows Call of Duty with World War II not being the most entertaining, I would say, or enjoyable of uh, Call of Duty 
titles, uh, especially for a potential esports game, it makes sense for them to take Black Ops. I'm guaranteeing sort of to a degree. I don't even know if they'll call it Black Ops 4. They just call it Black Ops, and then they make that. Black Ops ends up being Dude. the esports title for Call of Duty because they need one dedicated title. And then they can churn out the machine that they do, which we actually covered which is they, they go between three different studios. I think it's Treyarch, two other ones, that, which I forget off the top of my head, but uh, right. it makes sense. It's sort of like Overwatch. Like You could just jump in and play Overwatch and not know shit about this story. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> and <laughs> and still sort of enjoy it and be like, whatever. Like I, I want to get into the lore, but simultaneously, I, I, can, no, I, I can interact with it without having to. I feel you. It's just... This is something Call of Duty is a genre that was like its foundations were based on single player and single player storylines. They had really engaging storylines, missions like yeah, were no, they? they were. I mean, you never played them, man. You don't know. I'm just telling you. As I want to say I want to say Call legit. of Duty's popularity came when uh, Call of Duty Two came out, and that was online multiplayer on PC. That was the first. Yeah, no, I mean, and and I think that, online they, they started that. And they started with the they've first always got great single like, players. I'm not going to deny that, but their core substance has been online play. What I mean is, their core substance has been both. And normally, you could play the campaign, complete it, 100 that, and then you'd have the skills requisite to jump into the online play. Here, they're just going for the battle royale. They're trying to get the slice of that pie. Obviously, it's a big fucking pie right now. But like anything else, it's a bubble. And I think uh, we were talking about this on Tuesday when we were recording. Yeah, it's just like, yeah I, the other day, the nin- battle royale ninja's genre. Pl- ninjas playing Radical Heights. I told you that game looked good. Dude, right, Radical Heights. But what I'm saying is, all these guys like. This battle royale arena is gonna fuck with. It's gonna fuck with Fortnite. It's gonna fuck with PUBG because more people are gonna play Call of Duty battle royale, whatever the hell it's gonna be called. And then you're gonna have Radical Heights coming out. You have these other games on PC all trying to get into the battle royale arena. Eventually, people are getting bored of it, and it's just like phases of anything else. They're gonna go through it and move from this genre battle royale to something else. So, wow. I, I think it's cool that they're doing it, and yes. First-person shooters are really intuitive. It's easy to understand. The controls usually don't change that much. Yeah, you can get it, basically. Like, I'm not happy about it. I want I want the single player, man. Those yeah. games are fun. I can't relate. <laughs> uh, moving from the same Battle Royale. <laughs> moving from Battle to, Royale to Battle Royale. To Battle Royale, uh, wow. something God. that a different group I'm is doing tired to make of talking money about Battle Royales. Hey, man, it's it's what's in the news. I know, you're right. No, 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 you're right. It's necessary news. Like, we have to let the people know. Yeah. The people need to know that PUBG has officially announced its invitational with a $2 million prize pool. Essentially, there's going to be 20 people, or 20 teams, sorry, not 20 people, 20 teams playing July 25th in Berlin, Germany, and they're playing for a total of $2 million bucks. This is, I mean, there have been tournaments going around. We're going to cover, uh, you know, Ninja's little thing in a little bit, but... Uh, this is the start. This is the start of the official battle royales. You're gonna have Fortnite coming out with a tournament next, um, but PUBG's doing it first, at least to my knowledge. H1Z1 has done it already in the past, but no one cares anymore because yeah. we saw those numbers. Yeah. Those nobody's playing it anymore. <laughs> PUBG's still in the millions. Fortnite's in the millions. Uh, Fortnite's coming out with its uh, official tournament, and look yeah. out for that this july all right yeah we'll see how that fares uh i'm sort of bearish when it comes to uh, pub, uh battle royale stocks um but we'll, we'll get further into that 
later on. Let's now talk about my favorite t- subject. <laughs> money. Routine. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. And uh, potential revenue models. Uh, and on that note, Twitch has started a beta for a potential new monetization system, which would allow viewers to spend bits. If you do not remember, bits are basically emojis or emotes that you can use in a Twitch chat to quote-unquote cheer for your favorite streamer and it costs money and so initially you're only allowed to spend that money and then do those sort of unique uh, emotes in the chat but now they're giving the ability to expand on that and by expanding on that they're going to be allowing you to use your bits for bit enabled extensions which includes and interactive games, etc., with uh, other viewers while watching a streamer and could include the streamer himself or herself or whatever self, to be frankly honest, because language, regardless. <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> Semantics. Uh, but regardless, uh, the viewers um, actually play an interesting role in that or the breakdown of the uh, revenue that you get from the actual bits used for those extensions has an interesting breakdown. 80% of every bit used goes to the broadcaster or the content creator, uh, and 20% will go to the developer of the extension with each bit worth point. Wait, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say here? Zero one dollars. <laughs> Fucking, you could just say one cent, you idiot. Uh, Thank you for that uh, clarification. So- I trust in the intelligence of our viewership to be like, I already no, know what you're saying, good sir. The, the Please put it in the language like, of proper... We said this on Tuesday. We got into an argument with this on Tuesday, and I was like, you could have just said one cent. It's literally cost one cent. You're like, point zero one dollar. Yeah, That's how we that? roll, Let me do the baby. math real fast. Oh, seeing all these things pop in my head, like, God damn, man. Wait. That's how this we... Is... That's how we... That's how Stupid. we roll, son. I'm just gonna hit you right. with that. Hadouken! I'm just gonna Hadouken! This shit, uh, so I think it's funny. I think we, we spoke about this before, but this is, you know, Twitch has a few people who are extremely popular. Ninja, Myth, uh, Tim the Tapman in Overwatch, you got Shroud on PUBG and Fortnite and all these people. These extensions, there's gonna be like a war just for the top people. And essentially, you're gonna have like so many extensions coming out left and right, and you're just gonna have so many people just vying for like five streamers attention that's pretty much it i just and i'm just i, I really want really to do like a study on the psychological makeup of people who donate large sums of money to streamers that they've never met like genuinely curious there's this cool kid actually Twitch is give him a shout out. this kid beast have you heard of beast no. before so he's like a 19 year old kid and he's just he started streaming a long time ago and started doing youtube videos but he would get sponsored by a whole bunch of companies and he essentially thrives off of taking that money that he gets from companies and donating it to Twitch streamers and recording the reactions and then he gets views on youtube because he posts those videos it's insane so he donated 30k to ninja's charity and just watch them go crazy. And then he also does it to those no-name streamers. These kids that only have like four or 500 followers, tops. But he's like, yo, I really love this kid. This kid's really good. He did it to this uh, this kid that was going through college or whatever. 
donated 5k at a time and just saw this kid's reaction the kid started crying he's like i don't know what's happening man i can pay off my student loans like this is insane but it yeah, was like actually dope. really cool and really genuine that's pretty dope that's yeah so what who is this person what are we doing who's this person it's called mr beast mr beast, mr. beast. yeah bro that's check a, that's, it out it's yeah, that that's where people like games is headed that's the point of this this I is would the love initial to donate money to people and just see their reactions but yeah. i digress i digress but Sorry, i wouldn't i wouldn't put up anecdote. the reactions that's what? what some fan nah, don't like. <laughs> that's like right, that's like right. that's like the Drake video, God's plan. Everyone's like, oh my god, you see right. how good he was? I'm like, oh yeah, it's so so humble to record yourself handing out money. I get it. It's, it's really the same cool thing that as he like did watching it. those homeless people and like yeah. oh, look at how old this homeless person is. Oh look it's, at what I did there's today. Two ways of looking at it. It's like going at on Twitter day, and being like, Oh, today I gave twenty bucks to a homeless guy and you should do good in the world. Like just say you should do good in the world. Shut the fuck up. Like, I get it. Humble hey, brag. You should do but... good, but it's just like, yeah, it's what you do. Yeah, whatever. I don't I think it's I, cool. Uh, it should happen, but, you know. Let us know how you feel about this, this Speaking issue. Speaking of humble and, brag, uh, yeah. RIP Harris Whittles. Continue. Okay. What else don't we got Don't know who that is, unfortunately, Harris so you got forgets from me. He's a part of Parks and Rec. Uh, he's oh, a writer, man. producer. He's smart. He's cool, dude. He's interesting. He passed away. R.I.P. 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 All right. He, 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 he coined the term humble brag. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, okay. Context. I get it. I get it. All right. So you right, got to like, lead us? with that. <laughs> I, I, it caught Go in my mind to... at the end of that statement. Stop it. Stop it. We're going on to <laughs> too much. We're going on to. All right. Something that's near and dear to my heart. Not that I really care, but I do care about soccer in general. UEFA has agreed to end its partnership with konami why do we care about konami konami is the creator of pro evolution soccer and they have run the pro evolution soccer series held in conjunction with uefa for the past 10 years or so they have a world tournament that goes on during the year and essentially after this year uefa is not going to allow them the rights anymore Solo and i got into a big debate about why they're doing this Solo thinks that it's easier to go with one franchise FIFA because FIFA is in in my in our opinions rather more popular without any research we have no context but we said we're gonna go get that information yeah we um, did but we're I, not gonna get think... it for next week is what we're saying exactly. which is what is the breakdown <laughs> of the percentage of people who play pro evolution soccer versus those who play FIFA and right. in my opinion mm -hmm. I said I thought it was like 90, 90 10. 10. Yeah, what the heck? I'm going to go. Yeah, I, I double down I on that one. Like but but I did, I did qualify world. that like an 80, 80 20 or 75 25 is more likely. But what you, I just, it, it, it makes that sense. That never happened. He never said that. That's cool, though. We're going to go back. We're going <laughs> to go back. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to receipt you guys and, and drop the, uh, the vault recording. Of, all right, all right. Of us, the, the vault shitty ass recording. The vault uh, shitty ass recording. It was coming which, through a, uh, a laptop mic. No bueno. Yeah, literally, that that was the exact issue, which is we had a a laptop mic, or like <laughs> we can't release a laptop mic episode the right after taking a week fucking off while <laughs> for to audio. Oh man, yep, that would have been embarrassing, but. Suck for Pro Evolution Soccer. I really yep. hate when Play FIFA. games don't have competi competition in the marketplace. Uh, I just like what? competition in the marketplace. Uh, even You're though I'd never buy it. You're saying two separate things here, but 
I, I understand. Unfortunately, there's no other competitors to FIFA without okay. Pro Evolution Soccer. And Pro Evolution Soccer could go away. Even though they stated that they're going to keep the Champions League in their game, I don't know how that's going to work. For this, for this tournament, for this tournament. Oh, for this tournament. That that's it. Yeah, like this upcoming tournament that is happening this summer, the UEFA, like the Pro Evolution Tour. They're gonna yeah. finish it out, but then next year it's gonna be done. Anyway, yeah. uh, oh, well. if you're a fan, they'll of make a they'll make a World Cup game. News. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, we'll follow, we'll follow up with that story. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, on to our favorite company. My favorite company, Tencent. Tencent, Tencent. Company. Because Tencent is a entire industrial conglomerate with billions and billions and billions of dollars. And it's now the they actually have to own a little uh, company, or I think a, a pretty hefty portion Part of, of a little company, company uh, called Epic Games. Uh, they make a little game called Fortnite, and they are, Tencent that is, are going to be bringing a major Fortnite launch over to China, which is going to blow the numbers away of what Fort or what Epic Games has ever seen. Right, um, number of concurrent users yeah. is going to fucking skyrocket by several million. Yeah, without by a several doubt. million without that, it may hurt. I don't know how the region. Do they region lock in? Yeah, they do. do. Okay, that's smart. I mean, like you, you can region lock, but we can pick the servers that yeah. we want to in the options. Smart. So I doubt they're gonna have us do China, especially with the way PUBG, PUBG has out. been yeah. with cheaters Epic's coming smart. from China. Epic and makes like that, all so. the right moves. Still waiting for that tilted. We'll, we'll see. find out. But Dude, anyway, just getting that money. Tencent is making that move. Tencent. They're only has... spending fifteen million dollars to set up marketing, esports, and infrastructure because this is China, and when they roll on something, they just fucking roll hard and fast. Like, yeah, we want that. Let's build it. It's built. Let's it's launch it. It's launched. Million, they got billions. Yeah, though. Exactly. Like, you think about it. But they got like they only billions. Have fifteen million is not a lot. It's a drop in the bucket for them. And. It's funny just because they own everything else in China. This is going to be easy. They already have the infrastructure, which is why yeah. I think they don't need to spend as much it's money. It's easy you know because they already own like they a little game called uh, PUBG in China. Literally, to get a release in China, you have to go through Tencent. <laughs> Literally, every company that's ever released a game in China is partnered with Tencent, some way or form, or and or owned by the company, which explains why League of Legends yeah. is so big because such a large fan base is out in China as well. Hey, Asian people love their video games. Asian people I, do uh, love their I can video test games. that. So it's cool. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Moving on from Tencent, but staying with the same topic of Fortnite. Uh, for anyone who is watching this past weekend, Ninja hosted a tournament out in Las Vegas. It was a charity, really, a charity tournament type slash thing. And uh, it was pretty cool. He played nine games and he allowed people to buy in, or the tournament was set up where you had audience members and other streamers and other people at the venue uh, could buy in and play three games for 75 bucks. And anyone who killed Ninja got $2,500. And anyone who won the game got $2,500. So it was pretty cool streaming. What was it? What was going on? If Ninja won, he would donate the winnings and his money, the $2,500, to uh, a charity of Alzheimer's, supporting Alzheimer's research. And it was just pretty cool because Ninja, as we know, set the record for concurrent streamers on Twitch with Drake at 630000 At his tournament, 
just him by himself with all the biggest names in Fortnite, he's set 680,000. So that's a fucking huge <laughs> jump. 50,000 people tuned in to watch this guy play, and I think it's fucking incredible. It's more power to him. I hope he saves all that money because maybe this fame's going to go away eventually. Like, we consider this to be a bubble, but... I don't know. When I say we, I consider it to be a bubble. I think it's going to pop eventually. I don't know. How do you feel? I wah, wah, wah. I feel like that <laughs> what's, what's more important than throwing money at strip club? Credit. Take that advice, Ninja. Anyway, I do think on that note of Ninja and that tournament, it is the only really viable way for the Battle Royale platform to be able to get large viewership because I think that tournament idea was genius. It was held, if you guys, if you guys are not familiar, at the Esports Arena in Las Vegas, which is a dedicated 1,500-seat, I guess, arena for esports competitions. And uh, to have someone like Ninja who sort of become a celebrity of the game to get there isn't, I don't know if there's, if you get a few more people, there's very few people with Ninja's popularity. Like, that gets stumbled into something interesting. I'm, mm-hmm. I just want to ask them how we got the original Ninja Twitter handle, but regardless, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. He started a long time ago, man. He started like, what, eight years ago with Halo? He probably, as soon as Shooter was out there, he's probably like, yo, I'm I'm Ninja, out. let's do it. I gotta respect that. Or he paid lots of money for yeah, it. Yeah, as one of the other. works. Yeah. Either one works. I don't care. I just want to know. But regardless, Mm -hmm. speaking of a lot of money, let's get into my truly favorite topic. A little bit of (laughs) dry legal appeals in regards to the definitions of softwares in overseas sales and whether that violates consumer commission laws in different countries. But regardless... Let's run you backwards to a point where that makes sense. Valve, a little company that owns Steam, uh, was in a story that we covered a couple of weeks back, appealing a $3 million fine that was hit by it uh, by the Court of Australia after, the, com- after the, the courts found that the company misled consumers by not having a refund policy. And it ended up suing them and before in the process of their appeal they ended up implementing a refund policy but they claim that um or they claim that by nature of implementing that return policy they had resolved what the uh, court had been asking therefore it shouldn't be levied the fine in the first place however it then sort of tried to argue that uh it wasn't doing business in australia because digital products being sold through Steam aren't considered quote-unquote goods, the judge was like, nah, son, uh, <laughs> that's not going to work. What a sort of wildly <laughs> disingenuous way of going about uh, the law, but that does not surprise me because all these major companies take super shitty, super greasy tactics, and now we're going to call them out a little bit because this does not bode very well for Valve uh, only specifically because these types of rulings tend to have domino effects and those domino effects uh, you know where's it going where are we leading Uh one decision in a country tends to have a pretty important one but that actually touches on a story I'm going to do coming up 
right now. Oh, I guess I guess I'm just gonna jump right into it. Um, yeah. This is actually one of the more more important stories that we we've probably covered, uh, and that is that it's been headline news on some gaming websites if you follow anything. So yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is the type of news you need to know because this is the type of news that has patterns, and these patterns, if you look at them early enough, can show you what will happen over here. So uh, the Netherlands Gaming Authority decided to take the hardest. I guess stance in any country in the world on loot boxes in games. Uh, they Hell had yeah. undergone a study, which we had actually touched upon a couple of weeks back, because over here we give you the info <laughs> that you need to know. Which actually, you know what that reminds me of, Lilo? People should. What does it remind you? People of? should subscribe. Should subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Google Play and right. Anchor. But regardless. Of that segue, <laughs> weirdest plug ever. Always go back to the fucking loot boxes. Always. Go back to the loot boxes. What Going are you back to about? the loot boxes. The fact was that they studied ten popular games featuring loot boxes and found that four were in direct contravention of the Betting and Gaming Act. Rumor has it that four of those games were FIFA 18, Dota 2, PUBG, and Rocket League. Uh, and so the ruling states that the developers have to take action to the mechanics by June 20th, or they could be fined or even face the prohibition of the game within the region. Why is that sort of language important? Because the Netherlands is in a economic zone that is known as the European Union. And the European Union has a negotiated set of trade laws, and therefore the decision, and this is what I was talking about with Australia and the domino effects of the laws, one decision in Netherlands could then be brought over to the EU, and if the EU it implements ripple. it, it takes over it the entire ripple. of Europe. And as we had spoken about the other day, too, I had mentioned, Europe takes a very, the European Union takes a very hard stance on digital privacy and sort of digital goods. They're a much more advanced, they have much more advanced legislation than us. They've come after Google, they've come after Apple, they've won against both of those companies and fined them. And so to see them taking on some of these major gaming companies, <coughs> EA, 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 but yeah. to take them on, I wouldn't be surprised. And if the whole of the EU does it, you think it will happen here in America? Yeah, probably. That's where the domino effect comes in. Same thing. It'd be with- pretty sweet. Get rid of those fucking loot boxes, man. Yeah. Just let me let me pay for it either right straight up, which I think sometimes you can, or, dude, just like give it to me, man. I shouldn't have to pay for this shit. Just fucking just, bullshit. I, I'm surprised game. Overwatch didn't make that list because Overwatch is the most egregious version of that shit. And whoa, 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 whoa! Most egregious? I mean, there's like most there's egregious League, that I interact with. Right? There's like a whole bunch of other games. You fucking want to play ten bucks for Fortnite for the game I pass did not, so that you though. can progress up? I know, but you want to. You can't to. though. So you you can progress egregious. up automatically to that. No, no, no. What I say is you, you can't unlock some bucks, of those so items and then get those cosmetic items. Like, I don't know. They're all, I didn't know let's quote unquote, I don't pay for digital goods. Up, like, sell that shit. I just yeah. pay for Twitch yeah, yeah. Prime. And I'm lucky well, that whatever. Amazon buys the whole world because then, Twitch, then Amazon Prime will be connected to everything. Yeah, at the end of the world, there's literally going to be, it's going to be Amazon and Google versus like, 
Alibaba and Tencent. And just like there's going to be a fight to the death. Maybe McDonald's is thrown in there somewhere and Ooh. it's just going to be insane. But these companies are way too big. They're dictating way too many things. Uh, I'm glad that countries are standing up to these big conglomerates. McDonald's is shrinking, shrinking, if anything. This is just... I mean, yeah, fast food, healthy, that kind of stuff, you know, still. Anyway. Um, All right. Uh, going on to our next topic, which also coincides with our unofficial product endorsements. Ooh, this one is actually going to be a website, okay? And it's called GOG Games. Now, you guys listening might be ahead of the curve. You might have heard about it before. But for those of you who are behind the curve, like myself, and a little bit solo until Tuesday, uh, GOG Games is a website that sells digital video games just like Steam does on a platform, except it does, does it through a website as opposed to its own um program right it's own program that you download on your computer anyway gog games you can go to gog.com has implemented new features that allows it to be more let's go with community oriented and social so on steam for those of you who don't know you create a profile um and then you essentially you have your profile you carry around you progress levels the more games you play and the more awards you get uh you can share your profile with other friends that you have and it's essentially public if you want it to be or not if you don't want it to be gog games is but the same thing now for anyone who is looking for good deals in video games you know head over there check it out they have good deals it's almost the same exact price as steam if not cheaper some of the deals are a little bit different um some of them are, some games are cheaper whereas steam it'll be a little more expensive and other games on steam will be cheaper and uh, juju games will be more expensive but either way it's a competitor to steam and it's it looks pretty sweet i mean i haven't bought any games there from there to be honest, only because I have sold games on Steam already and I have a wallet, so GG Games. Either way, uh, I would check it out and head to the website, you know? Yeah, yeah. Competition's always good in this gaming environment and we want more competitors to drive progress. Yeah. That's really what it is. Especially, Competition drives it's, progress. Especially in the gaming market where it's sort of... Hell yeah. There's a lot... Of, I, I guess I want to say even in the gaming market, like it's not the case in every single fucking industry where a few big companies are the predominant mm-hmm. but regardless 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 um all right that, let, that concludes quick yeah, stop though i was gonna say let's and now, now we're uh, heading over to rumor mill the rooms the rooms day mills let's get on to our first subject is tilted towers going away we had actually played uh fortnite the night before recording which was i believe on tuesday uh and yeah looked because they what, what, what was it what were the things that they had mentioned yeah so at the top of fortnite they implemented so we downloaded a whole patch it was like two gigabyte patch and uh this is actually it's funny this topic was the topic that solo found out that he fucked up the audio and he just went solo literally mm. he went solo by himself and this is where i had to do all talking but yeah when we played fortnite we downloaded a two and a half gigabyte patch except not too many things changed when you went into the game and you're wondering what it was well that's because over time that two gigabyte patch is going to be slowly implemented and it's already been happening tuesday we went to the top of tilted towers one of the towers itself had a new setup it had a couch it had a couch, a chair, a TV setup, as well as some signs. The signs showed meteors, and the signs had today that was crossed out and wrote tomorrow on it. It had tomorrow on it, and you're like, what's going on? Fast forward 48 hours to today when we're recording. Um, 
there are sightings of meteors actually influencing the game as we speak right now. So if you're playing Fortnite, you probably have already noticed this. Every now and then you'll see a random tree go down in the distance. Normally you'd think that was a player just knocking down some trees. However, it's not. There's been video proof video evidence of meteors flying through the sky, hitting these trees and exploding. These things hit the ground and they explode kind of like grenades and they can hurt players too. So these meteors are slowly trickling in. So if you ever have a meteor shower, it's gonna come in like, let's get scientific here. Normally when you hit something, you create projectiles in space that precede the main object that's coming. So these are the small little pebbles that are flying in first, and then you know that fucking meteor is gonna come down and destroy something! Most likely tilt the towers. Aye. It's gonna be epic. But yeah, it's going on. It's less of a rumor, it's more of kind of, oh, it's almost confirmed now. I'd say like semi-confirmed, because there are meteors on the internet right now that can be seen hitting the ground and tilted. Uh, I think that's pretty sweet. I don't know. Interesting. So and I are probably gonna check it out uh, after this. Yeah, so. basically. Uh, I... I, I... I'm excited just because, you know, I think that it's miraculous one that Fortnite has had this longevity with one map with that very few changes to its core structure. It's just go. And you know the same things every time, every place. What is it about the redundancy of that that's not bothersome? I don't know. It's it. It's not. Re- it's, it's not. not it like is a redundancy. Redundant. It's like repetition. Repetition. Because there are. It's a wrong. It's, random, it's a wrong, like, It is redundancy, but it's a harsher sounding word than I say repetition. So, what is it about that repetition on a singular map that people are like, "This is perfect," and I'm excited, which is we said it'll fundamentally change the way the spacing in the game is, and I think it'll make the game more difficult because if 40 people die in the first like two minutes then you, you you're you're surviving on different <laughs> let's, odds let's, let's clarify let's clarify first of all i want a lot of people to die because anyway, they all drop it tilted everyone drops it tilted, so they all and die i want anyway. them to all keep but, dying so i can feel good about my fake top downs uh, I, don't, I don't think like it sounded almost like you were alluding to the the, the thought that the meteors would kill people but I don't think it's going to be no, that no, crazy. No, no, What like, I meant I was that it would change dodging. the fact that all the people who go to Tilted Towers, if the meteor hits Tilted Towers, will no longer go there, and they'll go to my spots. No, they'll, they'll go to the spots that were influenced by the meteor, because that's what everyone's going to do. You want to check it out. Either way. Shut up, Lilo. We're both pumped. I think we're both pumped. <laughs> yes, we right? are. That I agree with. And we're going to get the battle pass for season four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. you will. Definitely. You know you will. Nah. Yeah, nah. you will. Not doing it. All right. Did well, you ever buy a... Next up, we have a... <laughs> Just cut him off. A relatively interesting story, which is that uh, Tim Chaper, who is a former... Uh, he's part of a company called Double Fine. Uh, they made a couple of interesting games. Grim Fandango, Full Throttle, Day of the Tentacle. But he talked about um, going back and restoring the games and old game that had been released on earlier consoles and it sort of related to a theme we had spoken about uh, a couple weeks back which was the need for remaking games um, and the way that it sort of you know these restorations to a degree end up saving them in Tim Schaefer's opinion he is talking about how the actual original copies of these are degrading therefore they want to take out the sort of baseline 
structures of it and then move it and then the core code baby core code baby the core code and they're just re- and then re- do the re-massage shit. it you know the same way yeah. that 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 you could say that square enix is doing with final fantasy 7 you know taking the bare bones remaster and then, versus remake we're exactly. bringing back the debate bring back the debate <laughs> shout out to uh, one a te- trace he is talking about remastering he wants to keep the same gameplay the same 100 and uh, same art style, but then just change the graphics and update it so that it works on modern platforms. And the issue is, is the main person. Exactly. Yeah. The issue is it's LucasArts, and LucasArts happens to be owned by... Disney! The monopoly Disney. of IP, Disney. <laughs> They're uh, not very friendly. They're, They're not, not very friendly. They're not about sharing. So like, they, they don't apparently they don't want to. Stuff, so. But it's only cool, interesting to me because... Zombies Ate My Neighbors, which is still one of the greatest games of all time. Too underrated, too underappreciated. Still have no idea. Zombies Ate no My Neighbors. If you love it, hit us up. We're going to make that our first gaming stream, most likely. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> when I figure out how to stream. I was going to say, something like that. we have four different gaming streams that we need to do for the first time together. Uh, we'll, we'll, well it's a LucasArts game, surprisingly. Uh, it was released mm-hmm. on Super Nintendo, and... I would love to see it remade, but it's subject to the same whims as some of these other games. But what can you do? But anyway, that's all we had for you for the Ruma Mill. And now we're going to get into one of the viewers' favorite parts of the show. Hit them with the that, that could be an awesome soundbite. I don't know what that is, but yeah. like it could be epic. And there's gonna you know, be a like, nice angels an underlining it. I, I like I like that too. I'll take the angels. Uh, so this week, Solo was kind enough to hook me up with this game and was like, "Yo, I think you'd like this because you're a fucking nerd." And I was like, "Yo, I think I would like this because yeah. I am a fucking nerd." That's and this game is called Iron Harvest. It is an RTS game. But what's interesting about this is that it's one of the first few games that we're covering that is actually currently still in Kickstarter mode. Uh, I am a fan of Kickstarter. We've had this debate on the show before about what Kickstarter is and whatnot. Like, it's, uh, it's all cool, but to talk about the game and to talk about it quickly, I just want to let you know, it's an RTS strategy game based... That's redundant. RTS game based in mid-1920s, but it's more futuristic than it is right now where you have huge robots and whatnot. The goal for them is that they're trying to take the RTS genre that they believe is quote-unquote dead, and they're trying to bring it back and implement all of the different aspects that they think the audience uh, community members would want and I say that because what they did was they released out a poll to people who have played RTSs out on the interwebs and they actually got 15,000 responses of individuals who enjoy RTSs and what they enjoy most about them and they were able to essentially consolidate all that information corroborate it with what they thought about RTSs and they used those as the guidelines for creating this RTS so they listen to their community they're trying to implement all these capabilities that these people want and uh, yeah I think I think it's going to be a fucking sweet game. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but yeah, you can go on YouTube, cool. look up and... Iron Harvest. The graphics are insane. Yeah. They're, they're trying to take it real deep where you micro, like, it's micromanaging all of your troops just like any, like, Warcraft 3 or Starcraft kind of game, but they have more options per troop is what the thing is. They're, they're trying to influence the environment more. They have exploding environments and whatnot. It's I think RTSs are, are, are fun to make a comeback. Also, the company is King Art Games, by the way. King Art Games. King I just want to let you guys um, know. 
We'll see. I'm excited for that one. Um, Hell yeah. It looks cool. I've, 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 I've been interested in RTS, getting back into a good RTS game. Not a MOBA, though. Like an RTS, <laughs> RTS. But yep, yep. We'll, I hear you. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure Iron it out. Harvest. Check it out on Kickstarter if you support it. Um, I am actually going to give them some money because I want the game in the future. So I'm, I'm down with that. And yeah, if you guys yeah, are listening yeah, and you support. feel the same way, go for it. And it. you're you're. Right. And now we'll be up to. On to the final lap. Bum, 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 bum. Final lap. We are going to be talking about the. Nintendo Cardboard Boxo, aka the <laughs> Nintendo Labo. Uh, <laughs> I have to clown it. Um, as he has to clown uh, it because he's actually genuinely impressed. That's, yeah, that's the way basically, it goes. because if I'm going to be frankly honest, if you guys had initially recalled my earlier stance on the potential Nintendo Labo, I thought it was an interesting, however, sort of. I don't. I, I, I want to say gimmicky, gimmicky, like, gimmicky way to go like, about making a dollar. Um, I was like, oh right. wow, you card, you cut out cardboard boxes, and then you can never do it again because they only give you one set of cardboard boxes. So Nintendo's literally right, going right. to sell you IKEA as cardboard boxes for money. But Lila was kind enough to send me over a video uh, of some girl i would suppose i don't know what, what where yeah, was that she, from she reviewed oh, she's just I, a random reviewer honestly, we'll find out the name we'll I, give it to you guys on twitter i found the video on reddit and it was just one of those things where she was reviewing it but she went into detail and because it was after the labo actually came out they showed you the full extent of the capabilities like you could see everything that was going on i think the biggest thing that i got from it that solo would agree with is this fucking thing it's not just you making the cardboard boxes. It's not just you putting a model together. It's the fact that they took the time to make a computer program on the Nintendo Switch that is super intuitive and super easy to understand that kids can create these objects. And as you go through, they utilize the full capabilities of the Switch. So they have sound bites of you turning the cardboard boxes and it makes little sounds. You can zoom in and out with your fingers like you could on an iPhone or on a cell phone on the picture. You can press left and right, you can view it from different angles and you can go backwards and forwards and it shows every move as an animation so you can see exactly how something fits in, where it fits in and then if you have problems, you just go back and you just watch it again or you just do it again. These, the software that like, the man hours that they had to put in to create the software to go with this Nintendo shit is amazing. Plus, I think the biggest thing, and this is something that's still brought up and I didn't even think about it, is like, it's essentially made for the classroom, right? Like, wouldn't mm-hmm. you agree? This I- yeah. whole idea is made for the classroom, to made for kids to go and explore and attempt to, like, utilize their creativity, do whatever the fuck they want. Why? Because the biggest thing is... Nintendo came out with the garage software that allows you to reprogram all of their tools so you can reuse the cardboard in new and unique ways. Yeah. And that's the craziest thing. And that I 100% agree with everything, which was like, until I saw the software, which is basically a, I, I want to say, skeletal version of a drag and drop version of coding. And you, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've ever if you're a hobbyist in any degree and you've ever sort of like looked at a circuit board and how it's sort of connected, you see certain wires going through and that's sort of basic principles that you learn in computer science and in engineering. Electrical engineering, uh, yeah. As well, electrical and probably mechanical as well. And, um, you know, and the nature of that, you know, is really interesting 
in that those are skills of particular interest moving forward in the future. And by, by the fact that it's been really difficult for, if you saw, you know, even Apple recently announced a education oriented uh, iPad, but at the same time, Apple can't capture this because this was like, this was this is a software that Steve Jobs would be proud of. Is like the best way to put it. I know if PC people sort of hate Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs a god. It ain't as Kanye said. It ain't Ralph though. I just say it ain't Steve though. But regardless, uh, <laughs> he's never said that before. Just to it clarify ain't Steve, for anybody listening, it ain't Steve he's though. Never said that it's before. a saying now. It ain't Steve though. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's well, coin it here. But you ain't never said that shit before. Bro, so I, I, I have it. always said it to myself. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, all right, all right. I'm a one man audience Dude. anyway. But regardless, think, Mr. Mr. Rambling off the trail, it. No, no, no. I, I think you're going down the right direction. I think I was going to kind of bring it back where Steve Jobs would be proud of it because the Apple software has prided itself on being simple and intuitive, and this yeah. software is it combines both of those two elements, right? It is literally simple graphics that take the knowledge that you have that everyone has innately of using their cell phones now because every cell phone pretty much has a touch screen unless you're living in the fucking stone Steve ages. Steve Cook's Apple and could never. <laughs> <laughs> zooming in and out of these pictures and then also just manipulating an object, moving it around, seeing it in 3D. I think that is intuitive to most people and children who have phones now because I was using the example, my nephew's literally from age two knew how to get on an iphone press the home button go to youtube and watch their favorite yeah, but shows the thing it's is what, what what it really does in terms of taking it to the next level that even the ipad ipad can't do is that in engineering as you know and in computer science as i know there is a a certain amount of hands-on experience you need to have that you have to have you have to interact with it you can't just learn it from a distance so i feel like by nature of adding the cardboard in the interactivity, you basically are using sort of two sides of the brain where one is sort of a construction of it and the other side is the actual analytical programming of it. It's ingenious. And, you know, it, it as we were saying, like, at what age we were talking about, if you gave this to, as you said, your little cousin, just automatically, if that's intuitive, if you hand this mm-hmm. to a bunch of three-year-olds and explain the basic tenets or components of it, would they be able within two years to be able to, you know, get ways. I don't know to, where you're getting these numbers from and metrics. Three rolls for two years. Oh, oh no, that, 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 that's off the that's off the, the top of my head. Which is if there's an intuitive feel for how the iPad works or the iPhone works, right? That was that was mm-hmm. the Steve Jobs thing. What I need simple enough that a child can use it, and it's like right, yeah. if it speaks. UI is like and hey Microsoft, Microsoft, uh, Xbox exclude specifically. Good UI is like a joke. If you have to explain it, it's not that good. And with the Nintendo, yeah. a simple video watching of it, we I, I sort of, I sort of understood the basic components of it. I was like, oh, I could along with sort of reading the manual when the you know everything comes together, the construction. Not time, like the manual is the computer program, by the way. Like there is no manual. It's just it's just automatic. Program. You get the you get oh. the cardboard and the cartridge. Oh, it doesn't give you any. Uh... Nah, man. Nope. It's all on the fucking switch. It's awesome. It's touchscreen. Like you can manipulate it. It's just that's what it is. They're limiting paper, the same paper, but using cardboard, whatever. Uh, the coolest thing, I think, is that we have the opportunity now to th- see what the creative community does at large. Mm-hmm. And the video we watched is this woman followed directions from someone who created a Nintendo guitar. Yeah. 
Now, you can't do that regularly, but someone just made the program to play the guitar with the Switch, and she followed those directions, and that was external. That was a third-party, essentially, creation. Websites were launched as soon as Labo came out, dedicated to the community at large and for them to submit their, their smart ideas. And this whole idea behind the Switch is just incredible. You know, I think, although we both weren't sold on it at first and like kind of gimmicky when we first heard about it, seeing it now, we understand the full influence that like people, the community is going to love this. Mod City. We are creative mod, beings mod City. and you could just... It's gonna. You're gonna see yeah. exactly. You're gonna see all these mods. You're gonna see all these cool creations come out of it, and we get to experience that in the future. So look out for Nintendo Labo. Pick it up for six nine nine nine. Which was released on four twenty, but the only thing that came out four twenty was J Cole's new album KOD. Go pick it up. I don't care if that's not. That I don't here. care if that's not gaming related. We're getting that shout mm-hmm. out in there. Hell yeah! Great album. Got anything else solo? Uh, what else do we have? What else do we have? Um, I want to say, hit us up. Tell us what you guys thought about the Friday episode uh, release date. Uh, maybe next week we might do Wednesday. We might do Tuesday. We might do a myriad mm-hmm. of things. But we're going to keep you guys up to date. As we said, you can find that on uh, on Twitter. We're stringing you along, baby. We're, We're stringing, stringing you along. We'll let you know, aka we'll you know. when it drops. Exactly. But you have that. Uh, keep that alert on. You know, keep those notifications on for us, please. Exactly. There's, there's 50 bot viewers. Please let us know. Follow us up on Insta- Follow us on Instagram, where we don't post shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Because I don't know what the fuck to post. <laughs> so I'll be frank, pictures huh? of our screen yeah picture yeah exactly just look at my just, screen just show them what we're looking at at all time reading all these articles and uh, doing all this work god That's cool. That's cool. forbid but anyway it's been real uh sorry it's to the folks fun. for promising initially on when a wednesday episode and sorry to lilo for having to endure recording the same exact episode <laughs> twice in 48 hours but hell yeah that is that's what we do that's what we do that's co-host life um yep and we'll see you next week enjoy the fucking Sometime. comeback baby see you guys Let's do it. see you guys next week different place different time <laughs> <laughs> later later